Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be in interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Oh, and Taryn's not here today. Taryn. Still on maternity leave. Yeah. She's our third host. We but miss her. We miss her. Miss you, Taryn. And we're in New York today. Yes, we are. Still on the road in New York, and we're at the Hearst Tower. We are. We have an amazing view of, we think it's the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll Google that and figure it out. But yeah, we're lucky. We've got a great view today, and we've got a great guest. All right, guys, trials and triumphs. So we have Taryn here. She won't be here for the actual podcast. Part, Correct. But she's here for this. Yes. yes, I am. You missed our New York, our jaunt to New York, but yes. I know we're glad you're back. You and your baby. <laughs> I mean, you were. I love him, so we had fun at home. Yeah, all exactly. right. Is he your only triumph? <laughs> he might be right now. I kept him alive, so check triumph there. Trial was, I don't know, missing missing the podcast in New York. I really wanted to be there, but next time, work. Next yeah, time. we'll go again. We'll go again for okay, sure. Okay. Is that your official trial triumph? Yeah, Guys, do you want to just go? Like yeah, you said, that's it. That, that's that's it. it. I don't have anything great, and so no one wants to listen to whatever okay. BS I'm going to make up to fill in about the about your space. baby. Yes. Okay, I have. So I have two. Go ahead. Okay. Go. Well, go my, take it away. Uh, should I start with my trial? Yes. Yes. Y'all, it's big. It's sad. Mr. French died. What? Mm. Taryn, you didn't know? Oh my god! I'm sorry. I thought oh. you knew. I didn't know. I am so sorry, Karen. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, guys. No. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm I'm so sorry, Ken. Oh. I know he was your love. Oh. <laughs> he was an annoying little sweet thing. <laughs> oh. So, yes. So, um, uh, yes. So, you knew, you know, he had seizures. I talked about we yes, named him yeah. Mr. Flinch. We thought yeah. that was funny. So, um, he had a really bad seizure, and within 48 hours, he had passed away. So it was not prolonged. He wasn't in pain, and Aww. we didn't have to put him down or anything. So it was as good as it could be. But yeah. I have to say, I want to thank all of the people who wrote on my Instagram. So mm. sweet. Aww. Listeners. So anyway, thanks, y'all. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Well, that was Karen. a big trial. Well, <laughs> I can promise you, he's terrorizing <laughs> he a whole is. new land. He's moved on. <laughs> he's eating all he can. <laughs> so I have a related triumph. Okay, go all right. Let's hear it. Happy. So no, again, sorry. I cried through that part, but thank you, everyone who like commented on my sweet Instagram and was so kind about. I loved your stories about Mr. French. And I'm so sorry. It was very sweet. I love. I loved all of those. So um, thank you. Okay, so my triumph is my neighbors across the street. Like two weeks later, adopted a little white French bulldog Aww. named Zelda. She is like. <laughs> four pounds she is the cutest thing and so now my husband y'all he's so weird like stalks her out the window (laughs) 
he'll send me videos of, of the Zelda. neighbors walking her. Aww. Like, dude, that's a little creepy. And he's like, what? It's just Zelda. She's so cute. He, now he's like, Mr. French reincarnated. That's what he said. He's like, Mr. French is now a white woman. He was a black man before, and now he's a white woman. So he's got a new life. Aww. Okay, wait, can I tell y'all? Um, okay, we had Spencer and Will on the podcast. And can I tell y'all Spencer's theory about dogs? He, well, okay, so this came up because he told Will that he thought that Annie was in her her last dog life. And his theory is that you you basically, like, progress as a, in reincarnation. And so, like, if you have an amazing dog, mm-hmm. then your dog is, like, in their last dog life, about to be a person, basically. <laughs> so what happens if they're not that great of they a dog? They got a couple guys. more years. Yeah. They got um, a couple more lives. I think Mr. Baylor's got a few more, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. French has like 20 more. <laughs> well, so maybe, it might be Mr. French yeah, then. Zelda so, may be so Mr. maybe, French. yeah, maybe he's come back as Zelda and yeah. Y'all, she's so cute. She'll like pick up a magnolia leaf and it's like bigger than her head, you know, like try to walk <laughs> oh around with gosh. it. So, anyway. Oh, are you I'll just staring to... out your front window now waiting for Zelda to come around? Well, I go stalk her. I'm like, do y'all need a dog sitter? We'll dog sit for you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so it's sweet. All right, Aww. so someone else go. Okay, well, um, you knew mine. Mine's already done. So your your turn. Okay, well I I have a really bad trial, and it's not tear inducing, but okay. it could be. Okay, <laughs> y'all. So we went on. We go to the beach every year, and the night before we went to the beach this year, um, we so our water heater is in the basement. We don't typically go in the basement. We don't really have any need to. But Will had to, was like looking for something or like ice chest or something. So he goes down there, and all of a sudden, I hear a, an array of curse words, <laughs> <laughs> which I won't repeat. And I'm like, "Oh God, what is it? I, um, our hot water heater was leaking." And <sighs> so, I mean, okay. So here's the thing: I feel like you guys have water-related issues in your house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The disposal or the roof collapsing. I don't know. I don't know if that's just because that's we're both bad too. plumbers or, you know, I don't know. But so, okay. So it, it wasn't like leaking horribly. Like it hadn't flooded the basement, but here's the thing. We were about to be gone for right. like 10 days. So poor thing. He had to empty the water heater. And this is like a, an old yeah. water heater. I mean, they, they hold what? Probably like Oh, I don't 20, know. 30 gallons. Of, I, I don't no know. Idea. A, a ridiculous amount of water. Mm-hmm. He had to drain it into a bucket and take it like and dump it outside until it was completely empty. Because we could, we, did, we didn't have time to call a plumber and get it fixed, the water yeah. heater fixed, right. before we were leaving. And so we were worried that if we left, it would continue leaking and it would actually flood the basement. So well, poor Will. And of course I'm pregnant, so I can't carry anything. Yeah. So Conveniently. He had to like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's hauling up all the like water. bucket by bucket of water, dumping uh, it. Anyway, Joe so Mooney would have lost his mind. It was he would have lost his mind. You would have so heard upset. him at your house. And no, we didn't find it until like ten o'clock. Ah, uh, so he so was, it up was late. like it was the only thing that could have been worse if it was raining outside. You know, true, right, <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so long story short, then we find out. Then we get back. We find out that actually the water heater is just done. It's oh, just, uh-huh. it's, it's kaput. And because since they got the water heater, the codes for where you install a water heater have changed. So we couldn't put a regular gas water heater back where the other one was. Mm-hmm. We would have to either get an electric water heater. Anyway, it's just tankless. Thing. What'd we you do? tankless. Mm-hmm. So 
we've already been joking like this is the most expensive year of our life uh. water heater for no reason like that we weren't planning we had i told you about my having to get our trees t- taken down yeah that was a couple it's grand a right there so now we got baby on the way so Ugh. anyways the the water do I need heater to buy you dinner <laughs> i feel like we do yeah no we're good i mean you know what this is why we have a little house because right like even really big expenses are now not I mean a water heater is the same price no matter what. Don't you feel but, like every single thing that breaks it's at least two thousand dollars? Yeah. I do too. I feel like, like it's like oh two grand. It doesn't matter. They're at least three zeros yes. at the end. Ugh. No matter how big or small. Mm-hmm. They're three zeros. Always. I totally agree. <laughs> Oof. So annoying. But anyways, it's all fixed now. We have a tankless water heater. We don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that even if the water heater breaks, it won't actually ever leak. Whew. True. I'm always yeah. freaked out about our basement for some reason, flooding, mm-hmm. you know, because water is, we've talked about it before. Water is very destructive. Very destructive. So, anywho, that all was right. not a fun thing There's to do child. on our vacation, well, but it's all fixed now, thank God. So, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, you're getting undressed. Girl, no, I'm like, girl, I'm sorry, like, what strap is down? Well, this... Okay. It actually cool. is. Oh, oh it's, an, it's an off the shoulder ensemble. But it is. Anyways, oh, okay. okay, excuse me. So what's your triumph? I'm trying to, okay, I'm I'm trying to figure out which one of these I have talked about. So. Float them by us, we'll okay. tell you. Have I, have I talked about my new bed? I know I've talked to y'all individually, but I don't know if I've talked about you, The one that you, yes, storage, storage bed. Upholstered I think you did storage bed that, right, that cool. you were mad that Ballard did not make. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. Did I talked about the electrician? Um, <laughs> I talked that? about the electrician Why don't you coming, talk right? About your new gorgeous nursery that yeah. you just posted okay. on Instagram. Okay. Uh, All right. I died. Oh, wait, it was I'll say beautiful. That you, okay. Ahead. All right. Well, I'll talk about the nursery. I have told y'all about the rug situation. My, mm-hmm. my and your whole memory hall, phone rug pad. Yes, my memory phone rug pad. Um, I told y'all about how I bought all this linen at the outlet for like a penny. For a penny, mm-hmm. it was like thirty yards, which is. A, a lot of money. lot yeah. of yardage. That's wonderful. That's 30 pennies. I didn't tell y'all how I was planning to use you didn't. the yardage. <gasps> but if you go to my Instagram and I'll post sh- I'll post photos in the show notes too. Um I had so we only have two bedrooms in our house. So I what this was the guest room and it's now the nursery. And I wanted another bed in the nursery just in case my mom came to visit or you know, whatever. So I used um a twin bed that I growing up had these beds and I had two of them and they were actually my mom's that she used growing up too. And they're iron canopy beds. Anyway, so I used Suzanne's French blue linen Mm -hmm. and I had some panels made. They're like, they have a pleat at the top and a little tie top. They're super cute. Um, Had those made for the twin. And then I wanted, because the crib and the twin are, I'm sort of treating them like a pair of twin beds, Uh which I would eventually do. Because you um, have two of the other ones. Yeah, because I have two of the other ones. Wait, so, did you go ahead and get the stuff made for that? I them? didn't. You can that, always get different fabric later. You might change your mind. Well, and that, and I, had, I thought about it, actually. Mm-hmm. But you still have the yardage, right? Do you have any more no, left? No, I don't have any more yeah. left. But, I mean. Girl, you'll you'll change it by then. You and, never know. You and, might and have and a like, little girl and a little boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Keep anyways, going. Sorry. I, I did think about that, Karen, though, because you're right. Like. Because you'd want to do it now at the same time because you'll never get the dye lots to match again. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, which whatever. Yeah. But so I had the crib skirt and the twin bed skirt custom made to, because y'all, it is impossible to find bedding that comes in crib and twin side. Like 
Oh, matching uh-huh. you know what i mean i yeah. feel like someone it's needs to feel that because you know that it's happening especially siblings that share a room right? or huh interesting so i i did find some sheets that came in crib and twin so i ordered those but so the pretty. the twin the, the skirt was really what i was struggling with anyway so i had them made and they look so good it, looks it really so is like a little beautiful. fantasy room it is i the reason i love this so much too is this very is defining of like who even we are. Like I have this very, and again, I have a little boy and you're having a little girl. I just love how sweet your room is. It just makes my heart so warm with like the antique desk in there and the soft Mm -hmm. blue. And then I was like black and white. You're just like boho Put some like chartreuse. Anyway, it's just funny that I think it's very defining of even who we right. are and our personalities. And don't you think that, and, but that, I feel like that's what people should do. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yours is very true to you. I think that was, I just thought yeah. it was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And Caroline did it. And yeah, it expresses anyway. her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like, again, those touches of custom, like it, you didn't spend an arm and a leg, but you mm-hmm. had like having that custom bed skirt. And like, I feel the same. I had like some old panels made into a bed skirt for our crib and I loved the way it looked. And yeah. It's the simple things that, you know, it was just reinventing what we already had. And exactly. Um, anyway, did, where did, okay. Cause I know you have a day bed in your, in like, you yes, have, I do too. Yeah. I have like, a place to sleep in, in the baby's isn't room. Isn't that good? Well, I always preach that. It's a great idea to have a place. To it has been so beneficial. There's been nights that like, good. yeah, David, David slept on the day bed next to Elliot in his room. And then I was, and the other anyway we had the ac Uh, go out one night and i was like his room's cooler go in that room i'll (laughs) sleep with the dog in the other room yeah so yeah anyway well why is the ac not going out why is the ac going out not your trial your trial yeah right i didn't think of it till (laughs) till you mentioned till i was talking about why we were sleeping on the day bed (laughs) that is a bad trial yeah especially in atlanta oh yeah it went out guys and i you know i have an infant at home and i was like an infant can't, like, they tell you, you know, be at the perfect temperature. And then I was yeah. like, I don't know what to put him in to sleep in. Like, what does he need to sleep in? And you're like, like just a diaper. You idiot. People didn't always have AC. I like, yeah. So <laughs> I like put him in a little True. short sleeve onesie and was like, you're fine. And um, the fan in his room, um, we do have a fan in there and it works really well. And so I was like, all right, you and the baby sleep in that room. Let's, let's divide our body heat. Cause it was like <laughs> 85. I'm not kidding guys. It was like That's 85. Brutal. By the morning, yeah. it was cooler outside than in our house Ooh. was your ac actually broken because one thing that we always are bad about doing is changing the filter oh you need and to if do you don't that. change the filter then it, it freezes up so oh, ours just was out like okay, ours was right. like yeah. well, it was any first time homeowners listening don't change forget to change the filter because it will yeah yeah it definitely affects the quality of the air in your home yeah the yeah. coolness yeah. yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Man, we had some big ones this week, except for Taryn, who lamed out. No, I'm just no, I forgot about the AC. <laughs> don't don't crop this part out. No, I, I won't. <laughs> I won't. We'll leave it in. All right. So the rest of our podcast is sans Taryn. Yeah, we went to New York without her. Sorry, but that's don't okay. miss me too much. But you're there in spirit. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. So our guest today is Katie Leiden. She hi, <laughs> welcome. We're so glad you're here. Um, I think you will be able to tell in just a minute from her voice, but she's she's originally from England. I am attended Cambridge University before starting her design firm here in New York in around 2002. Yes, yes. I feel like all of our guests have probably seen the most recent 
feature of Gretchen Rubin's apartment in New York in the April House Beautiful. Um, So we'll talk about that. But you've also been featured in Elle Decor, New York Times, Town & Country, many more titles. So they're they're probably familiar with your work already. So we're thrilled to have you. Welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, I wanted to start with Gretchen's apartment because... I just was flipping, I was just at the beach, flipping through that magazine before I even knew that you were gonna be on the show. And I, it was, it's purple. It is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is such a, it's a very trending color right now, but it is a very unusual color, I think, for the level of, a, or like the amount that was in there. And there was every shade. There's magenta, lavender, right. like royal purple, true paint, true, true. fabrics, everything. Yes. It was it's it's sort of uh, layered, and sort of the colors are, so, you know. Well, she she loves purple, obviously. So it came from the client, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, very client driven, very specific to her. I happen to love purple. I've always loved purple, so it was a pleasure for me to do it, mm-hmm. um, and I sort of really got into it because. I love color. I don't always get to do color because I live in New York and color is kind of a complex question in New York. But for her, it was just what, just exactly what she wanted and needed and made her happy. And she's one of those people who knows what she wants and is it's irrelevant what anybody else would think or mm-hmm. or anything. And she she's really sort of in touch with herself in that way. So it, yeah, it was a real pleasure to do it. I would imagine that's probably one of the best types of clients to have, someone who really knows what they want and mm. it can is be. confident in their Exactly. Taste. It's, a, it's a confidence that, that's so helpful. And so, well, it's, it, it sort of gives you confidence and it sort of gives you that sort of knowledge that you can really sort of push it and give, op- give them options and sort of ideas that are more than what they might even have imagined, mm-hmm. you know, sort of taking it further but there's a particular purple in that room in in that house that sort of took a long time to to get which is the one in the the living room and it's this sort of layered plaster Venetian plaster and mm. I think that's why it works it's because it's not a flat purple it has a lot of character and lightness to it even though it's intense mm-hmm. um, so it seemed like a sort of bold choice but because we manipulated it in a way that sort of um made it possible to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify too, if anyone has not seen this article, it's actually Gretchen Rubin. She is the podcast host and author of The Happiness Project. Correct. Yes. So, yes. Um, that's why we're using her name so much yes. because she yes. is someone everyone or many people know. Yes. Um, so when you're doing a bold look like that, are there are there steps along the way where you second guess yourself and you're like, oh, this is going to be too much? How do you know when enough is enough in a space like that? Well, I think, again, it was client-driven because um, I knew, I mean, I've worked with her for, gosh, I mean, I think she was one of my first clients, which is really sort of touching. And because the spread in House Beautiful is one of our sort of largest and most sort of comprehensive, so it was really sort of a lovely... um, story arc between us but so I've worked with her for years and years and years so I know her and I know what works so there's that sort of innate knowledge that helps and that sort of level of communication Mm -hmm. um so I don't know I just thought I just went with it I just thought it'd be really fun and really beautiful and 
And I, as I said, I love color. And so I just felt well, the room also is a really light room. So it can take it. I knew it could take it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the more the better because it has these two incredible bay windows. And and if any room could handle it, this room could. Okay. Yeah. The other thing I liked about it, and maybe this was a subconscious thing or maybe this was based on her style, but I felt like it reminded me a little bit of what I would imagine sort of like an English countryside yeah. A lot of people said that. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was the roll arms yeah, or some of the know. patterns, but... Yes, yes, probably. Just, what, do you feel like that was your perhaps, own personality? Perhaps that's what gave me... It, it sort of the... Uh, it gave me the base of how I was going to tackle it. I was going to tackle it like one of those great rooms. So yes, perhaps that is a sort of subconscious thing. I thought that would be a really good sort of creative solution because I knew it could work. Because uh, it's, it's a double room, so it has lots of seating arrangements. And so it is like one of those old English mm-hmm big rooms so yes probably <laughs> I yeah. loved it and I the double love... fireplace and they, they were just Caroline's little... been talking yeah. about it a lot oh have you yeah, yeah. Well, and the, well in the molding and the there were a lot of things that definitely harked to that yeah idea well the the architecture was like a very much a classic sort of New York apartment I think of you True. know that yeah the moldings the fireplace the mm-hmm. bookcases the bay windows all of that it yes. just felt like library-esque and it's true I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. So in a large room like that, because I think people struggle with furniture arrangement. Yes. You know, when you've got multiple seating areas, they don't, that seems very intimidating. You know, Mm. like, okay, I've got to divide this one room up. Right. How do we do that? Hire you. That is a simple answer. (laughs) Well, yes, that is one simple answer. Call me. (laughs) You You know, sometimes you walk into a room and it's, difficult to figure out how you're going to use it because say for example the window and the fireplace or whatever it is are not in the same alignment so you, you you're not sure whether right. the, the you the focus should be the fireplace or the wall with the tv or the or the whatever but this one was clearer in my mind although I think it might it, it was very big so I could see how it could be very intimidating but it seemed like the solution to it was actually quite simple. I know that's not really answering your question, though. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, because, you know, everyone's different. Right, yeah, you, know, you know, I, I feel you like furniture them. flow and fl- furniture floor plans are something that's quite instinctive. Mm-hmm. Um, For I, you. Yes, but I really enjoy <laughs> I try to break it down. Like, how do you analyze this? Well, I guess you want to use the room as much as possible. You don't want to have areas that are dead. Right. You want to sort of figure out how you're going to use a room, sort of walk through it in your mind. You know, um, and if you're sitting on the sofa, what's the best view? You know, or what's the best angle? Um, You know, when you walk into a room, do you want to see the back of a sofa or Mm. do you not? So there's sort of a lot of questions like that that are, and you can sort of arrive sometimes at a solution by uh, um, elimination. Mm. You know, I Mm. I don't, you know, a, a lot of people really don't, mind seeing the back of a sofa it's not something I love I mm-hmm. try to avoid it if possible so um yeah I think there are there are certain questions you, 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 you maybe mm-hmm. sometimes start a little bit what you don't want what is the best feature of the room is it the view is it the fireplace is it the I don't know so uh-huh. uh, yeah 
No, yeah. I think that's a good way to look and at it. And I feel like, and how you're going to like, use, mm-hmm. use it, and how many people are going to be sitting in there. What's the function of the room? Um, is it sort of something that you want, you know, on average, more than eight people to sit at, or you know, right. really specific questions can really help you get to the result that you want. Right, practical yes, solutions. Yes, practical questions, yeah. Because it is interesting. A lot of times you go into people's living rooms and there's nowhere to sit or it looks pretty, but it's so, you can't reach the coffee table. Yeah. Right, right. But also like I think a lot of city rooms, they, they, they're great for five, four to six. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a big enough sit- solution because really you want two or three fam- two families or th- possibly three to have, to be included in this environment. So, right. That's something you sort of That's bear in mind. That's a lot of seating. Yeah. It is a lot of seating, but it doesn't have to be permanent seating. It could be like a pair of stools you draw up. It could be a window mm-hmm. seat. It could be it could be um, the ottoman is not only a table, but it's somewhere you can sit. It's right. sort of with an eye to expansion should you need it on those occasions, right. but not every day. Right. Well, sense. you also broke the space up into, into – smaller mm-hmm. areas, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, their first inclination when they have a really big room that they're furnishing is to do one really big yes. seating arrangement. Yes. And then and you I, can yell across the room. No, no, no. Friends. You've got to create <laughs> intimacy. Otherwise you won't use it. Yes. Right. So that yeah. was a good lesson, I think, yes. that people can learn from true. seeing yes, that room. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. And the the, the, the British learned it many, many years ago. <laughs> We're very large just you know, now one of the things on. that is interesting about that particular room is the fireplaces. They have the um the, the sort of seated fender in front of the mm-hmm. fireplace, which if you are lots of people, somebody can sit on. Yeah. I always love that spot because it's too. right by the fire. And it, I love looking at that. And I love that you can imagine someone perched there for a brief moment. Yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> I do. They're nice. It seems yeah. super practical. Yeah, it, it's a good solution. Take up a lot of space. Doesn't, and it does right, You can perch yeah. on it. Yeah. It'd be great. Let me look at my little list because I had all these questions for you. A lot of them was about her book because I just thought that that was such <laughs> a... We always give Caroline Striking. a hard time about purple. Well, that okay. Because she's always wanting to use it in our catalog. I adore I purple. See it. I love purple. Yeah. I um. It's, it's one hard of those though. Colors. It can be granny if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. I think. I just wanted to use it because I feel like pe- people have not been using it for a while. Yeah. Like it was sort of gone. Yeah. In terms of. I think maybe editorial or something. So you know, we have all these fabrics, and we would be designing the catalog, and I'd be like, guys. We've used blue, like we've used green, <laughs> we've used all these colors. These like safer colors. What yeah. about something different? And they are always like, Ugh, every time, yes. shoot me down. But now it's but, the color of the year. That's great. It's so still got the last laugh. But you know, I love that. There's, so there's a royal purple, but I also love an aubergine, mm. like a. Oh, deep. So it's not claret. It's it's got that purple. It was has a little brown in, and that's also really pretty. The other thing that I thought was striking about that feature in particular is that looking at the rest of your portfolio, it is like night and day. I know, I know. So it really is. How do Isn't you that go crazy? back and forth? Well, you know, I love a challenge. I have to say, I think it would be really boring if I always had to roll out the same stuff. Mm. I mean, can you imagine what would I, I think I'd chew myself. <laughs> I, mean, mm-hmm. it, I mean, really, there are so many beautiful ways. There's so many ways to go about things. There are so many ideas. I think actually one of the lovely things about being a decorator is that you get to do and enjoy and submerse yourself in a project that's totally different from this project. I mean, it's so wonderful. Right. So I'm all for 
that. I mean, I think we bring certain things to it in that there's a sort of, even though there's a layered um, feel to Gretchen's, it's actually relatively uncluttered. And I think that's definitely a feeling that I have throughout our work, my work. So, So, for example, and I like a bold pattern, and I think that's there, and I like... So, so there's some threads, I think, that are there throughout everything. It's just a different palette. And One thing that different. we were talking about when we were looking through your work was that it was very edited. Mm-hmm. You know, both the contemporary and the traditional spaces yes. did have that thread. Yeah. So how how do you do that? I think that's one of the hardest things, when to stop. challenges in design is knowing when to stop. And I always try to imagine the people in the room. And I think the people bring all the character and personality. I don't, I mean, of course you want the room to have personality and be an interesting room, but you also want when the people are in there for it to be also about them. So they, I feel people bring all that character and mess and sort of personality. And I always want the room to be able to accept that as well as the room itself. So it's not like, you're suffocated by the room. There's room for life. So the room isn't the star. It's sort of the supporting actor for yes. the people. Yes. Well, it is, it's equal, but mm-hmm. it's equal. It's not... It doesn't take over. Yes. Yeah, I, I can like see that. that. Yeah, that's a great idea. How does your own home look? Because you have yeah. children. You have two daughters. I do. It's quite simple in that sort of... Well, you know, you change a lot as you go through life you you sort of start with you know I come you know my mother's house is beautiful my parents house is beautiful um and it's very English and it's very sort of charming and it's quite in a if mommy ever listens to this please don't be offended but it's quite I don't want to use the word cluttered but it's quite busy Mm -hmm. um with thing beautiful things and you know I start out sort of rejecting that completely and feeling like I wanted everything to be sort of white and plain and simple and and then as I have sort of appreciated the warmth that thing you know you sort of grow Mm -hmm. and you change so I think our house has been a reflection of that and it started out really sort of I was very sort of no carpet super plain you know in a really sort of stark way that felt really good and then (laughs) I sort of added more and more and more and now I'm really enjoying that and so Mm -hmm. it sort of changes you know yeah um yeah we're actually about to embark on a renovation of our house uh, our apartment we live on in a old loft on White Street Mm -hmm. and we've lived there for a long time and it's sort of falling apart (laughs) and it really is and um it's gotten to the point where my eldest said to me you know mom I think the apartment's getting a bit sketchy That's awesome. God. So yes, it's definitely time. (laughs) So will you move out? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. How long will this renovation take? Well, it largely depends on the ultimate budget, what I can afford to do, what we can we can afford to do, what can be done in a realistic time frame, Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I reckon we'll be out for six to eight months, which probably means longer, really. But that's the hope. Do you have any, are you in the middle of planning this right now? Yes, it's sort of been planned Mm -hmm. um, and it's an old loft. So the windows are in the front and the back. That's it. And um, it's got very, very high ceilings and it's beautiful in its architecture, but it's a very specific way to live and um, has its 
drawbacks as well as its joys. But one of the things is the difficulty of creating sort of intimate spaces in this place because it's large, it's airy, it's got high ceilings, but it's hard to be cozy. Mm -hmm. So that's always been the sort of challenge of that. Do you have solutions that we you're do. working on? We do. What we do. Hey, can you give us so, a, a pod? <laughs> basically, basically. So there's a little sort of TV room that we created that was essentially going to keep in the renovation, but it has these sort of big sliding doors so that there are times when we need it open and, and, and you want to sort of enjoy the feeling of space that is one of the main attractions of the loft, mm-hmm. but there, there has these big sliding doors that you can push together that immediately create this really cozy mm-hmm. environment. So there's that. And there, were, there was also the, um, I have this wonderful architect, Jim Joseph, who has helped me um, create bedrooms that feel like bedrooms, but have, a, so you walk in as a bit of a vestibule area and then there's the bedroom, which seems kind of old fashioned, but what it does is the ceilings are so high that if you just walk, it doesn't create any, um, it's hard to explain, but you need <laughs> this vestibule to sort of transition mm-hmm. because uh, otherwise all the doors just op- are open and it just feels like there is no privacy. There's uh-huh. no uh, separation. So that that's really sense. sort of helped. That makes sense. Yeah. So tell me this. I would imagine if your ceilings are what, 15 feet or something? Yes. Then so. the way you would approach lighting that space would be very different than it's, how you... It is different. So how do you how do you do it? It's layering. So again, you do... We inherited the... Not inherited it, but when we bought the apartment, we inherited their existing lighting. And um, it had these sort of really old-fashioned sort of 80s, you know, hi-hats. So um, we're stuck with them, essentially. <laughs> but they do work because they're very far away and they do give this sort of uni- sort of universal light that's just okay. Mm-hmm. But it does light the room should you need it. And then we, we put everything on dimmers. That was one of the first things we did. Yes. And that helps enormously sort of control it. And there are a few now zones. So you can have sort of a lighted area and then other areas are dark. So that kind of highlights this sort of space for living Mm -hmm. so there's that but really it's lamps and standing lamps Mm -hmm. and that is key because in defining areas and and bringing the light down to you because there's really no other way sconces help we have sconces in various places um because again it sort of brings the light down yeah i i think that a lot of people when you talk about lighting like lighting is expensive it's very expensive Mm -hmm. so it seems frustrating to be like i have to spend like you know however many thousand dollars on yeah Mm -hmm. like that just seems crazy but i do feel like especially god in the loft it has it makes such a difference and it it can never break a space completely and also there's in in these sort of new york lofts there's a sort of middle part that's always quite kind of dark Mm. no matter how light the ends might be there is this problem of the middle and with how to make that feel you know, somewhere you might want to hang out even though there's no windows and even though it's just dark. So were some of the bedrooms in that middle area? No. Well, that's good. Yes. So that's that good. sort of, we made that decision. So the middle area is still this sort of no man's land. It's like you live <laughs> on the two. It, it's just, so anyway, we're going to solve all of that with this renovation. Hopefully. So what type of things are you going to do with the renovation? Essentially, 
we're updating the loft so that it can it has um, a central AC, which is oh, life changer. I think it'll be life changing. <laughs> oh. I really do. <laughs> it's shocking to me when I hear that people don't have central AC, but a lot of people in New York don't. Well, a lot of window units. Yeah, and- we have some, but it's so old. I think the original owner, or the, it was a part of the original um, uh, renovation that was done years and years ago. Anyway, you, you, we have to renovate it because there are no more parts left. That's it. <laughs> there is like, you cannot fix this anymore. Oh my it's gosh. It's done. So that has to happen. And then we're going to do a new, a sort of new um, kitchen area, sort of entryway, mudroomy. We're going to make the loft, even though my children are 15 and 13, we're going to make it family, <laughs> family, <laughs> family apartment. But um, yeah. So let me, <laughs> let me ask this. You, I'm sure, have designed dozens of kitchens. Yes. Kitchen design is always changing. Mm-hmm. How do you know how to pick, I guess, fixtures and finishes and styles in your kitchen that are really going to last. Mm. I you feel like it's not something that. you can change. I, I definitely feel I've learned that. Um, in a, you know, doing a kitchen or a bathroom is so much more permanent than, you know, obviously you can change the fabric on a sofa and get really quite a different feel of a room for relatively little. But goodness, trying to change something in the kitchen is really a big deal. So yes, I think that bearing in mind some classic, you know, don't go too crazy, but I don't heed that advice for myself because (laughs) I'm bored. You know, I'll be bored if it's a white kitchen. Uh I'll be disappointed. You know, oh my God, you know. Although I love a white kitchen if it's done in a very cool, interesting way, but that's the point. I think it's classic with a twist. I think that Mm -hmm. twist is really important to distinguish it from being, you know, feeling ordinary, which I think is often people try to do the safe option, which it can feel a little ordinary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're worried that they're worried. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. are you going to do? So, well, it's. I think it's why it's taken me fifteen years because <laughs> I don't, you know. But um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a it lot is. of pressure. It is. It is. But I think we're going to do a mixture between white, black, and stainless kind of cabinetry. So all the uh, uh, perimeter cabinetry is stainless, top and bottom, with a beautiful glass backsplash and Mm. a white countertop. Mm. Sounds like I could kill people in there. It does, it's super Dexter. clinical. It's totally, but what, what change, what, what, you're right, but it's got lots of art in there. (laughs) And the island is the, is the sort of, oh, this is a residential kitchen mm-hmm. because it's this sort of beautiful piece of wood, gorgeous piece of stone. Mm. There's a wood floor and there's an interesting paint color and suddenly it becomes human. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, that I sounds kind amazing. of love it. One of the things that I feel like is makes that so interesting and practical, I guess, is the word I'm thinking of, or like in terms of advice, is that stainless that sort of what you just described that feels very almost industrial which is very loft like so it would work in a loft maybe what people should sort of take away from that too is like fitting something like your kitchen or your bathroom to the style of your house Mm -hmm. obviously making it interesting but 
making it relevant? I don't know. Do you well, appropriate, I suppose. Yeah, appropriate. I know what you're saying. Go. I think that makes perfect sense. But I also think pushing the envelope a bit mm-hmm. is, you know, it's really fun when you walk into a place and you're like, oh, you're excited by it. Yeah, and a little you know, it, And a little surprise, mm-hmm. a little excited, and it works, and it just feels that you've sort of done something a bit innovative, or it's still practical, it still works, but you slightly pushed it. Yeah. And I think that can be really rewarding. Mm-hmm. When you're mixing in, in your own kitchen that you're working on black, white, and stainless cabinets, yes. how do you do that? You yeah. know what I mean? How do you, do you need to have one of those finishes be dominant and the other two are accents? Or? Well, the white, the white, I may not do the white. So what I was going to do is one peripheral perimeter is going, to, one sort of, it's an open kitchen. So it's in sort of essentially an L shape with a big island in the middle that's open to the rest of the apartment. So the long perimeter is going to be stainless steel and it's going to have stainless steel shelves above Possibly some cabinetry, but open not shelving. A little bit, but you're m- bold. I know, but I think it'll be fun because mm-hmm. we, we won't use it on a daily basis. It's just going to have something pretty on it. Okay, okay. So decorative, um, yeah, because I, I I think that's the only way it'll work, practically speaking. Um, and then the 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 wall on the other side, the other part of the L, is going to be cabinetry that's sort of built in. It's going to hide the fridge. It's going to uh, you know, have pantry and it's sort of a large wall and that's just going to be a charcoal or a black. Mm-hmm. And then the island, I'm either going to do white or walnut with a fabulous piece of stone. Mm-hmm. Sounds I, amazing. I think it's going to be great. What about lighting? You seem excited. Island. I, I am. Love I'm it. so excited. <laughs> um, it's, so, it's, it's sort of, yeah, it's a long time coming, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> and I love that you're like, I'm still not 100% decided. <laughs> yeah, not 100%. I could change on the day. Uh, but... Uh, lighting it? over the kitchen island? Uh, yes, there'll be some sort of lighting. Some I just cool think that fixture. always, like a lot of times the lighting is the, like people make a statement over an island and I always love to see what people choose because yes. a lot of times it's atypical. But yes, mm-hmm. I guess you probably see so many things. I know, that's And have used so many it's fixtures. Just, it's just you're spoiled for choice. Mm. Yeah. I love that spoiled for choice. Yeah, that's yeah. a great turn of phrase. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Now, do you said you're doing it f- with family in mind. So you're designing a home for a family. What decisions are different when you're designing a home for a family? Well, I mean, I guess the countertops is the sort of the big issue because the reality is, you know, you have teenagers, you want them to feel completely comfortable in their own home. You don't want to have a sort of no house, you know, no, no, no. You want to be (laughs) relaxed and realistic. So I think that's a really important um, part of that decision. So I'll probably choose for the, you know, the countertops of uh, Corian or Caesar stone, or I think there's, it's actually the stone that I really like is called Vega. It's a, it's a beautiful white and it's, I mean, you can just pretty much do anything with it. And it's always looks crisp mm-hmm. and clean. And I think that's a sort of really nice thread because the reality is no one keeps that kitchen clean Mm-mm. in the way that you, you know. Right. So that's really nice. That I think that's a good, a really good choice and a compromise to make because you do want to, f- you know, I want them in the kitchen and participating. Exactly. So. I have Caesar yeah. Stone and it is indestructible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And like, can, I got rust on it. Oh, really? Well, like from a cast iron pan or something that mm-hmm. sat on the counter mm-hmm. when I was out of town for a week or something and I came back. Yes. 
You can just Google it. Like, I think I had to do cream of tartar and something, right. and you rub it on there, and it comes up. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. looks brand new. Exactly. And I think that's important. I, I You know, I ha- we have a little con- a place upstate, and I chose – I did not consider practicality. I was like, <laughs> did exactly what I – just you know <laughs> anyway the countertops are the bane of my life mm. what are they they're uh pietro cardoza so beautiful though what i here's what like makes me nuts in a kitchen because i've had this before in a kitchen <laughs> where you have a shiny countertop oh right? gosh yeah right it's and not you, shiny but yes you look across it yes and you see and you can see every little thing and so yes. then i'm always like windexing yes. or try- Makes me nuts. That's yes. what, so yeah. when I got my current yes. one, I was like, I can't have shiny because have shiny. I just stare at it all the time. Yeah. I'm a, I become obsessed. You know, people are in the house. You're like, oh my god, I gotta go like wipe that down. No, no, and you I definitely hate that wanted to, exactly. You want to just cross those sorts of things off your list. Yes. Okay, but here's the other side of the spectrum. My mom redid when we moved into her house. This was I was God in the 90s, and she put in granite, and it's a very speckly, speckly mm-hmm. like topes and black and white Mm. and it's a lot well if you camouflage too much i would go home like i would come over from college and i would put something down or like put my hand down and be like ew there's like something sticky over here because it was like (laughs) you couldn't you couldn't see anything and so you can never tell it was dirty i'm like you are gross she's like what my son needs in his apartment (laughs) yeah right right so you have to have that balance between like perfect and and, and, yeah 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 yeah. and so camo that you (laughs) never know when spaghetti sauce is gosh yes on the kitchen counter Mm. i'm excited for your new place that's awesome yes i know i'm so excited too I bet. Yeah. So <laughs> You've lived there 15 years? Yeah. Wow. So have you, mm-hmm. for the last 15 years, sort of been ruminating on what you would do Making one day? plan? Well, when we first got it, we were so excited. We thought we felt we'd won the lottery. We could not <laughs> believe that we could get this loft. We were so, and everything we had, we were just like, oh my God, we've got this loft. It's just, we were so excited. And we did what we could at the time, which was sort of to create some kids' rooms and, you know, the basics. And then as you, as it began to fall apart, we got more <laughs> and more excited about the renovation. And yes, so here we are. Well, yeah. No, no. But. I do think it's nice because I did this in my own home to live in a space before you renovate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. To feel how you live in it, mm-hmm. kind of observe yourself. Like you're saying, how does one use the room? Um, are you entertaining here? Are you going to sit here yeah. and, and read the paper and drink your coffee? You know, where does the light come in? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of feel it out before you yeah. rip it apart. That's true. I think it keeps you from making yeah. some very expensive mistakes. That is true. I think that is very helpful. I do, actually, living in a place. But I also think that um, for us it was just time, you know. Yeah. We, but um, and I think also professionals can really help with that kind of thing. True. Um, they're smart. You know, well, and they're just, they have expertise and experience. And it's what they do. So right. you hope that they could help you with that. True. True. I want to talk about some of the more contemporary yes, projects you've sure. had. Yeah. Because I feel like that is a much trickier, in my opinion, maybe that's just because I'm not as familiar with it, but like that's a harder style to pull off in a warm, way I you agree. know like it can feel really cold yeah so mm-hmm. how do you how do you approach like, that, walk yeah. us through those types of spaces no, I really I really obsess with fabric and I think that sometimes uh you know a beautiful fabric that has texture and depth can 
do a lot in a simple room. It can speak louder than um, in an environment like that and, and do more and work harder. So fabric choice, I think, is really, mm-hmm. really key. And the, and the, and the tone. Um, you know, we just actually did a project and it was, it's in New York Cottages and Gardens and it's, 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 um, it's out this month and the, the, the main room is this white room and it has sort of a few pieces of furniture that each, each piece is bold and exciting and has a beautiful fabric, but it's essentially quite simple, but it's still warm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the balance. It's, it's, the artwork, it's the fabric in particular and the carpet. (laughs) You have to be so sort of careful about that selection because you know that each one has to speak volumes in a way that a very layered uh, room, you've got a lot of help from everyone's helping each other. Whereas this one, you've got sort of the ingredients have to be uber powerful. So when you're selecting fabrics, um, they just need to be like, Bold or luxurious? Is it texture? Is yes, it it's sort of it's a, it's all of those. Mm-hmm. It's sort of color, texture, uh, weave. Um, sort of when you look at the fabric, it's not, and you're sitting on it, you're sort of slightly captivated by it because it feels, you know. For example, there's a wonderful fabric person called Toyin Sellers. I don't know if you know her. Mm-mm. She weaves these. I mean, they're just artwork. The fabrics and. Um, so it's sort of in a way trying to persuade your client to understand that the less is more, but the but each piece has to be speak boldly and loudly mm-hmm. in its in its own way. And and how you can do that with is with the sort of architecture of the piece, the fabric that you choose, and the sort of contrasting elements of each piece together. And so you sort of create this quite sharp um you know, and quite bold thing, but with relatively little. Right. I think that makes sense. I feel like it sounds way easier than it would be to do. Right. Well, because I think when things are, when less is more, you're right, every little piece. Yes, it's actually harder to to pick the, it's, it's, you know, sometimes finding that perfect chair can take so long Mm -hmm. because it has to, you know, it's got to have a little bit of leather on it. It's got to be rosewood and it's got to have that sort of mid-century feel, you know, and all these elements have to go. It's got to be the right price. It's mm-hmm. got to be, you know, the right dimensions. And suddenly this project, it, it, finding that chair, it's essential that it really does have all those things because it's the only chair. Right. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> so it seems simple, but the it's like search. It's picking a spouse. It's true. It's Man, true. What pressure. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Do you have to ever build your own items because you cannot often, find something? Often. Wow. Often. Yeah. That would make me so nervous because what if it. What if it's wrong? What if you have them build it and then it's not just right? It does happen. But. Does it go in your loft? Do you have it redone? (laughs) It does sometimes go in the loft. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? So, no, well, recently I've started making some chairs. And I think it's just the perfect mid-century chair because it's, the lines are tense. The tension's there in that it's low slung, but it's comfortable and that's a hard combo. It is a hard combo. It's, it's, it's really actually one of the hardest things. I, I think that's why Being I'm mentioning able to it. to get out of a low slung <laughs> chair. Well, it looks low slung, 
but it isn't as low slung as you think. Mm. Um, so it has this sort of, it has a successful tension because it's both comfortable and it looks like it wouldn't be, but it's incredibly comfortable and it's beautiful to look at and it works really well, both as a single and as a pair. And, um, a lot of thought has gone on, gone into this chair and I've started selling them to clients and I think they're really successful. So, you know, yes, over time you start to build a, a library of pieces that, you've it's based on a on a mid-century chair but we tweak the dimensions we tweak the arms mm-hmm. I you know we did a couple couple of them and I think we've sort of arrived at the, <laughs> the solution chair <laughs> yes well it is interesting because a lot of times we do this at Ballard a lot antiques are are built for different sized people absolutely and so often you buy them and you're like, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever sat yes, in. So yes. we, you know, we buy them and then we adapt them to today's mm-hmm. life. Yes. Sounds like exactly what you're doing. Yeah. The other thing about antiques is that um, I think it's sort of an interesting concept about antiques because now some of these antiques are so old and, it, you know, they, it's hard for them to live in a New York apartment where you have extreme temperatures and there's, you know, constant maintenance of them. Mm-hmm. And there is, you know, issues relating to to the finish and the cracking and the this and the that. And sometimes you have to really sort of decide whether or not you really, it's really worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and whether in fact remaking something and being, making that decision to, say, you know, I'm going to base it on this. I'm going to sort of, but I'm going to make it for the modern age because, you know, they are, you know, you buy sort of a 17th century something. It's at this point, it's It's really old. (laughs) And, and, you know, it's, it's led a long life and it's long in the tooth. I mean, you know. It's okay to let it go. Yes. Put it in your mother's house. (laughs) Or or enjoy it. Just it in there. But know that (laughs) it may not. But know that it's, you know, with, air conditioning and heating and mm-hmm. life and it's hard teenagers yes. well you know they didn't have all those things when it was built mm-hmm. exactly everything so is new once <laughs> <laughs> mm. do you have a favorite part of the process um gosh so many i don't have a favorite but i have so many favorites i i love that initial you know when you've um you've sort of done your presentation and you've won the project and you you are all so excited and you're sort of designing it and it's just brilliant and you've got all these ideas and and the client's super receptive because you know now I feel that a lot of people they interview many many people before they get to you I find that so surprising that's a lot of energy I would expect nothing less for a contractor, maybe even an architect, but I feel like with a designer. I mean, not always. Some people. When you say many, many, like how many? Five? Yeah. I, I think that a lot That's of people lot of have done a lot of research. Well, it's expensive. You know, it's, it's true. Well, I, I think so. Right? I mean, so I, and, you want to not make that mistake. And you do hear stories where things don't work out. And I think a lot of people, you know, we're going through a process with a particular potential at the moment. I really hope we get it. I don't know if we will, but I. I admire their sort of thoroughness because I think mm-hmm. the ultimate the ultimate goal for them is to pick the designer they trust 
and then they're going to just let it, let go. it go. That's great. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're doing the due diligence mm-hmm. ahead of time. So that I, makes I, sense. Actually, it does actually make sense. They're very busy. It's describe it that so way. It, it, it it makes sense. Do I, Do you find yourself up against the same people all the time? Do you usually know who else I is presenting? I don't know, and I I don't know whether I can ask. And <laughs> I know I don't know. Sometimes when we don't get the project, I'm like, Who's who did you give it to? You know, <laughs> I'm so curious. How but are okay. they finding you, clients? Um, you know, could it be through your Instagram or is it uh, referrals? Yeah. Do they go on someone's home? Honestly, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's referrals. Mm-hmm. It's architects and it's uh, referrals. Because I, I feel like primarily. I would... I'd be interested to know what happens with the House Beautiful and this, uh, the other one that's out, you know, if that if that makes, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We, you know, or the podcast. You'll, the, oh, the podcast. <laughs> I know. Your door I, know. Down. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Um, Katie, I love your voice. I have no idea what your rooms look like, but please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, do just you have any decorating pet peeves when you go into people's homes? Don't be nice. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. Let me okay. Think <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Or maybe something you just think people do wrong a lot that you wish you could fix. Mm-hmm. I think furniture positioning, flow. I'm, I, I, you know, I was at a client's house and they the other day, and, and I secretly moved a table because it's just in the wrong spot, and I sort of moved it three inches, and you couldn't really tell apparently, but I could tell, and, yeah. and then everyone was whatever. So uh, <laughs> laughing at you. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, um, so yes, a few little details like that, sort of. Oh gosh, it's obviously in the wrong place, you know. But um, no pet peeves. Um, Does your family think you're crazy when you do that? Are they like, oh, mom? God, yes, so yes. Crazy. My youngest is, always, is is often says, "Mom, you know, we just don't need to redecorate it. Can't we just leave it the way it is?" Like, you know? No, <laughs> I'm like, no. That's Those girls bad. will appreciate it one I day. Hope so. Maybe I think when they're in their twenties and doing their first apartment, they're mom. gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna get, I'm <laughs> yes. gonna call her." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope they do. But um, you know, it sounds sort of. I don't like it when it's pet peeves or when it looks corporate or if it looks too safe. Mm -hmm. I'm always Mm -hmm. sort of saddened a little bit because I feel that it's really, I know it's very challenging to add creativity and I understand it's scary, but it always seems like such a missed opportunity. And I think that's the thing that I, I, I sort of really don't like. So to do something of, a little different. Yes, I feel like the injection of some personality and creativity is is sort of what's why you would have a decorator. Mm-hmm. Why you know, that's why we're here. And so I think when things are too safe or people haven't pushed the envelope enough or or it just seems boring, I think that seems Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be my pet peeve. Yeah. I went on a um my husband and I did a like a historic homes tour recently. And I don't know that I would have ever said this before, but I feel like what you just said makes total sense in that I would rather go into a house where I don't like a single thing, but it's them. You know what I mean? Like it's that person. Yes. Where I'm like, it's not my taste. I wouldn't pick that out. But But I love the the character, the effort. effort And the effort they took. And rather than go in somewhere and you're like, there's no personality right, there's yawn. no there's nothing to like mm-hmm. grab onto and if if that and weird room makes them happy and they love exactly it, well like, i like good it. i think you yes. can learn a lot by um actually I, I i think that's sort of really interesting about english that often the difference between english decorating um 
and, and not necessarily American, but just sort of English in particular, is it can be very eccentric at times. And I mm. do appreciate that because I feel we learn a lot from that. And also it sort of, I, I find that quite sort of exciting. Not that I particularly want that, but I, I'm, I'm inspired sometimes by the, the sort of, I don't care what anyone else thinks, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it works, and it just sort of, yeah, taking those risks feels interesting. No, I know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times it's like matching. Pfft, who cares if it matches? Yes, exactly. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I actually really like that. Well, we do have some questions oh, that we go can ahead. answer. Go ahead. Dilemmas from oh, our my goodness. So these are questions from people that have written in. Here, you okay. can take that. Oh, so sure. Can, I guess there are no pictures. Oh, there's there are two. Mm-hmm. We got two pictures. Awesome. All right, you're going to read this, Caroline, right? Yes. All right, so the first one is from Carter, and she says, Hello, and thank you for hosting in a way that makes it feel like I'm chatting with my friends. Love the podcast. Aw, we love you, Carter. Yay. (laughs) Now for a couple of questions. On Hometown, that's – have you all seen the show on HGTV? No. It's super cute. I haven't watched a lot of them, but it's a husband and wife couple, Aaron and Ben. They live in a little town in Mississippi. Ah. And – Maybe they they know your husband. Probably. They probably do. (laughs) Probably related. Mm -hmm. Highly likely. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mississippi after all. Um, So Aaron and Ben said that scored concrete floors were so 90s. That's how scored, right? Like that's right. The right. Yeah. 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 um, We have scored concrete floors because they are practical. We have inside dogs. They were less expensive than alternatives. Do you agree that they are dated? Question two. Is it tacky to hang your own artwork? I'm a painter. Recently, we redid a a room and needed a a large piece of art. So I used one of my own works. I couldn't afford to buy a piece this big, so using one of my own seemed like a logical solution. Have I committed a faux pas? These are not design dilemmas, I realize, but I'm interested to know what y'all think. I think they're design dilemmas. I do too. Good questions. Give us some great answers. I think... Um, concrete floors are fabulous. I do actually. too, and I don't have a problem with it, with them at all. Um, Aaron and Ben, <laughs> I think they're great. You know, one thing you could do is buff them a little bit, like get one of those because sometimes concrete can get dirty mm-hmm. because it's quite porous and and it can feel old. So giving it a really nice, good buff and a clean can make you feel crisp and fresh. And it can also lighten the concrete, which I think is also mm. why you might be feeling they seem old and 90s is because they've probably aged and darkened. So lightening them with a good sort of almost like a power wash, power uh, buff, I think would do a lot in making you feel like they were fresh and new. But I think concrete floors are awesome. Yeah, I you agree. Sealing them, do we, does one need to seal their concrete floor? I don't know. I know nothing about them, really. I've never had I them. think so. I think you want to make sure it's a matte sealant. Right. You definitely don't want shiny. I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think so. Unless they're like in an industrial loft. Yeah. You know, it would probably be good. the same situation as like your countertop where. Oh, Lord. You'd you know, be obsessed with it. Especially the dog shininess. Hair. Yeah. You'd be would, looking at dog hair all yeah, the time. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I think the difficulty with concrete floors is they're hard on your legs mm-hmm. and they're also hard to, to soften. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think you need to be sort of careful how you deal with rugs and that kind of thing. Um, and I think you, you know, the furniture on it has to be sort of appropriate to that. But, yeah, I think they're really cool. I do too. I really like so them. So does she need lots of rugs, lots of big rugs? 
does she let this the concrete shine through yes, like I what think is... you want to see the concrete you don't want to hide okay. it you want to accept it go with it and, and and love it but i could sort of see for some reason i have this vision of of a large big rug that's where the living room is not layering it not putting lots and lots of little rugs everywhere i think you want to go with the sort of feeling of modernity have your sort of big rug that's in the living room or under the, i mean i'm not so maybe avoid the dining room but you could do a beautiful rug that's got like pile and texture and 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 depth and then that's almost enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes sense makes sense to me yeah so and talk about, about her, her artwork, artwork. Yeah. yeah well i think it depends on the artwork <laughs> but carter uh, are you a good artist <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think it's i think it's kind of a great idea i, I mean, why not i why okay well i would be guilty I'm not an artist, but my husband does do some watercolors, and we have them all over the house. I think now, it's kind of really nice. I do too. Yeah, I mean, you I think Andy Warhol had his art up in his studio. I think so too. <laughs> I think it's great. I really do. I really do. Yeah, Carter, don't worry. Yes, yes, I think it's great. Plus, then you can use that opportunity to sell your art to all of your friends that come over. Exactly, <laughs> and use what the money that you didn't spend on your artwork to get that awesome rug. Yes, good <laughs> like idea. <it. laughs> good idea. Okay, so we have one more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. This is from Mandy. Hello, ladies. I've listened to hours of your podcast while waiting in the car line for school. It's my favorite time of day. And perhaps I have missed the one where you may have touched on this, but what are your thoughts about when and how to display family photos? Mm. We currently have one gallery wall that is adjacent to our dining room where I made a grid of 11 by 14 frames. So good. Three rows of three frames. And I think she sent us a picture. You can see a little bit of it. A little bit of it. Really great. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Don't get me wrong, I love seeing these photos of my family all over the house, but I haven't found another solution for displaying photos without it looking cluttered or screaming, hey, look at us. <laughs> large canvas family photos with decals or wood signs that say family situated <laughs> on a large otherwise blank wall isn't really what I'm going for. No, I agree. But what about small framed photos on the entryway console or tucked into a bookshelf? Basically, how do you guys tastefully display photos of your family throughout your homes? I already know Karen's answer. I know. What's your she- answer? I don't. do not like family photos around the house, just personally. Yes, I struggle with it too. Especially in public areas. Yes. I love the way Mandy has handled it here, where I she made too. this very organized. Intentional. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a very sophisticated way because she's, like she said, she has all these matching frames. Mm. She's got them in a grid. Mm. They're on one wall. Mm. It looks very tidy. Yes. I don't like that whole surface covered up with frames. No, of, me neither. I know what my kids look like. Right. I look at them all the time. Same with my husband. Um, so I, that's mm-hmm. me personally. Now I, I agree. I agree. Something clicked for me yesterday when we were talking to Philip Mitchell, and he was talking about having lots of, I guess, objet mm-hmm. around the house that have memories associated with them. Yeah. And I feel like that is similar to y'all. I don't really do the family you know, framed photos. I feel like they collect dust and that drives me nuts. But I feel like having little pieces around our house that are from grandparents, friends, Mm -hmm. whatnot. you've taken, it reminds you of those people. It does the same thing. You know what I mean? It sort of serves the same purpose, which makes you feel like at home and you Mm. remember your loved ones, but without having to have the literal photo Mm -hmm. in a frame on the surface. Yeah. That's just my thought on it, but. No, I think that's really true and, and, and a lovely way of, of doing that. Uh, I think that is lovely. I mean, I think if you do have a bookcase that's kind of large enough to accommodate books 
object and some photos, I think that's a lovely way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a plethora of it just feels too much. Um, You know, it's hard to say. Uh, You know, on my bedside table, funnily enough, I have a picture of when the kids were little. And my father recently died, and I now have a really beautiful picture of him. So I think private areas, it's really nice to have sort of special things that sort of make you happy to look at or or um because photos are wonderful i mean they do evoke sort of that person so much but again i think the reality of having them everywhere is just annoying mm-hmm. yeah i agree on the personal space i have a few in my bedroom yeah, yeah. you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is you're the one who cares yeah. about what right. that my, my, my bedside table mm-hmm. is i actually have one of these books these sort of uh, photo frames that somebody gave me and it it flips uh-huh. so you can on Monday you can I often oh, flip through cute. it and have a different one or check you know but yes I love having them in my bedroom so mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice place to put them and I think bookcases is really nice but it, yeah and if you are going to mask them out on your dresser or something do have coordinating frames absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely that's going to make it look very very, very yeah. disjointed yeah. if you don't do y'all do those um We've done a couple of these. I'm not like super diligent about it, which I probably should be. But um, those little books that you can like make online, where you just well, uh, upload for trips. Actually, I love to do that. Yeah, yeah, we love that. So my dad always used to do that for us. We would send him throughout the year pictures, and then at Christmas he would give us the book that he had put together I love of that. our year. That's great. And that is an amazing. And they're on the coffee table, and they are fabulous. Yeah, and. They're almost better than the photos because, you know, having them all around because they are very Mm in-depth. They're very Mm -hmm. sort of descriptive because it's like, this is what we did in the year. And so that actually is a great, great solution. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good solution. That's a great idea. That's really sweet of your dad to do that. I know, I know, I know. I didn't even do it. But I guess I have to do that now. I bet one of your daughters might be good at that. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Those teenagers. They know get all about the technology. Get them to work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Christmas gift to the yes, family. Yes, exactly. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think Is I think we've show? answered Mandy's question. And also note the um, Paulette server that she, she has in her dining room. Oh, what's, that? what's that? This is a, a product that we have. And, um, oh, it's so pretty. pretty. Yes, it's it looks so great. pretty. And the fabric on her chairs is a Beth Lacefield fabric. Oh. We don't carry it, but it's um, a Beth Lacefield fabric. We have another colorway of it, yes. I think. It's yes. beautiful. So, so pretty. Yeah, you've no, got Bala great does taste, some great Mandy. things. Yeah. I love the way she has sort of an old uh, looks like an old dresser in her foyer that she's using as so pretty. the, you know, entry cabinet, yeah. which is a great it's a nice long wall, so it accommodates that nicely. It's pretty. Really yeah. pretty house, Mandy. Nicely done. Thanks for writing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Katie, do you want to tell um our listeners where they can find you, follow you? Oh yeah, yeah we have stuff? Instagram. Um I think it's just Katie Lyden Interiors. Um, L-Y-D-O-N. L-Y-D-O-N. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, our website, katelineinteriors.com. We're, we're based in New York. Um, and I love it when people call and ask questions and, you know, they see something and they want to know about something. I'm not, I love to, to do that. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So do we later. need to give them your phone number? Anytime. <laughs> yeah, the office number is 212-334-7107. Um, <laughs> That is awesome. I was totally kidding, but I think that's great that you would really answer people's yeah. questions. I mean, I mean, why not? You know, why not? All right, and if cool. If we can't, we can't. If we can, we can. 
Guys, call Katie and tell her how much you love this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We'd love to read it. And obviously, we want five stars. Obviously. Um, (laughs) Obviously. Subscribe to the podcast while you're in your podcast app. That way, the episode goes straight to your phone. You don't have to download it. It just goes straight there. It's easy. And, um, of course, send your questions to podcast at ballardesigns.net, and we'll answer them on a future episode. Uh, Follow us on social media, Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.